Welcome back to the Congressional App Challenge Debugged Podcast. I'm your host, Medha. And today we are joined by a very special guest, Samantha Weiner. Samantha Weiner is the head of product engineering at Saturn, where she is a critical leader for driving strategy and execution for their mobile product. Prior to joining Saturn, she was at Instagram for five years, where she managed the engineering team behind Instagram Reels product and amassed a critical understanding of the ever-changing Gen Z consumer behavior. While at Instagram, Sam also led the Women at Resource Group, working closely with leadership to make the company more equitable and inclusive. Outside of work, Sam co-hosts Tech Setters, a podcast executively produced by Carly Kloss and leads a dinner series with New York City's top female tech talent. Sam, thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me here. Of course, good to hear. Um, so let's just dive right into it. I'd love to hear about like what your role at he- as head of product engineering looks like. Like, can you explain what is Saturn? Like, what you do, um, and like what kinds of teams you're working with. Totally. So I'm actually coming up right now on being at Saturn for about nine months, and so I've really started to get more familiar with the role and the company. But it's actually a company I've known about for a long time. I met the founder back in 2016 at a Facebook developers conference when he was actually still in high school. And we stayed in touch over the years. I've always thought he's really smart and really talented. And he started building this product for himself when he was in high school because he wanted a way to know his personal schedule, see where his friends are throughout the day, know who's going to be in his classes, you know, in August before classes actually start. And he started building it for other schools around him. So over the years, he's grown it into a product that supports a number of high schools in the US. And one of the things that was most compelling to me was this idea of building a social calendar. So a calendar that is centered around how you can find time with your friends, how you can see what they're up to, how you can feel connected to people based on having an understanding of what they have going on in their lives. And coming from Instagram, where, you know, I've seen how impactful social media can be in building communities and helping people find new, just new niches and new avenues to express themselves and people that they wouldn't otherwise connect with. Um, I was really interested in this idea of being able to bring people together in the physical world. And so that's that's a little bit about Saturn. Um, I can tell you more about my role in particular, if you'd like. Yeah, absolutely. I have so many questions about Saturn, but I also really want to hear more about what you do as well. (laughs) Okay, just feel free to interrupt me whenever, Mm -hmm. because I can go on and on about this (laughs) stuff. I just, I mean, I really love it there. Sounds great. So, yeah, so I'm the head of product engineering which is a little bit of a we define it as we go role, which is kind of what I'm learning in startup land is very common. So it's essentially meant to represent that I wear a number of hats. So I work really closely across engineering, design, and directly with the CEO on defining our product roadmap, basically what we're building next. And, you know, I, I think it's a new role for me in particular because at Instagram, I was an iOS developer and an engineering manager. I originally joined Saturn as an engineering manager to manage all the mobile engineers at the company. 
and then very quickly realized that like we had so much opportunity to move even faster and have even greater impact with a clearer product strategy and so i started playing that role and we were like okay how do we sort of capture this in some way product engineering has both in it so i I really spend my time thinking through like what is the best way for us to learn and answer and validate our hypotheses as effectively as possible so we can fail fast learn quickly and then working with engineering teams just to figure out like what is the best way to actually go about building it and as an engineer myself who loves product i really love working with other engineers that are passionate about what they're building and not just how and so that's a big part of what i do as well this is all really interesting and cool to hear especially as someone who like was a high school student so recently and like it's so funny because like the way that we would figure out who was in our courses way back when I was in high school, and I'm pretty sure they still do this at my high school, is like everyone was on Facebook. And so everyone would just post their schedules on Facebook and be like, classes, question mark. And I've seen that on Instagram stories as well and Snapchat stories. So it's just so cool that there's like one cohesive place where you can create a social calendar and try to like put people together. So that's really, really cool, first of all. Second of all, I'm really interested in like, I I think this is like a very different question, but like, I'm really interested in how you were able to advocate for the expansion of like what your role scope looks like um, and like how you were able to kind of like recalibrate in terms of like managing your time now that you have like product strategy as well as managing like mobile engineering teams. Honestly, it has been really difficult to recalibrate how I spend my time. And it wasn't so much me advocating for an expansion of my role, but more, you know, filling in what the greatest need for the company was at that time. And so trying to make sure that I was helping, you know, plug whatever gap we had in our leadership team or across the company at whatever given time period. And I think it was especially exciting because part of the reason I joined Saturn, in addition to loving the founders and being excited about the product, was also because I wanted to be thrown into the deep end of basically not knowing how to do what I was doing. And I know that in some ways, you know, you don't want to really have no clue what you're doing, but I think putting yourselves yourself in positions where you feel uncomfortable is the best way to grow. Like if you're not feeling a little bit of discomfort, you're probably not challenging yourself and you don't always need to be in a place of discomfort. But I do think it's important to at least challenge some of your assumptions and let yourself have new experiences. So back to your question in terms of how I advocated for it, it was less of an advocation and more of like, hey, we need to get this done. If we can work together up front, like with the CEO, if we can work together up front, spend a little bit more time together defining, hey, what do we want to get done in the next two weeks and then have engineering and everyone else in design work together to tackle it, like have a little bit more of a regular sprint cycle or or just honestly even like figuring out, hey, what do we want to do in the short term and then being able to like not spend as much time trying to figure out the medium term because at a startup things move so quickly that like planning for the medium term is sometimes difficult because by the time you get there, you might have a completely different strategy. I mean, ideally it's not that 
variable, but, <laughs> but it can be. And for, in terms of managing my time, it's been one of the things I've struggled with a lot. And I think one of the hardest things about it for me has been this conversation in my own head of like, how do I balance, um, you know, doing what is best for the company with doing what I love, with like also giving myself opportunities to grow. And so, you know, I love a lot of things. I love product. I love people management. I love engineering itself. Um, and I think that in terms of the things that I really want to grow in is really being able to figure out what does it mean to actually drive product for a company? Um, what does it mean to actually help translate you know, this vision that the CEO has into how do we actually realize that vision in a very practical sense and make the product into what we see it as. So I think one of the most difficult things for me has just been trying to balance that. And I think over time, it's gotten easier to just ruthlessly prioritize and figure out, hey, you know, for example, I manage very few engineers right now. I manage like two engineers right now. And then I spend a lot of time with design and product. And that's because I really want to lean in on developing more of a skill set and leading product of the company and will of course always love and spend time with engineering but really trying to be ruthless in prioritizing my time yeah that makes a lot of sense and thank you so much for the advice that you gave as well i think that's really important um i always tend to just try to like put myself in as many uncomfortable situations as possible when it comes to like work that i'm doing because it's like if I'm like, for example, I'm working on a project right now with the team and I was like, okay, I'm going to do all of the back end stuff because like I'm super familiar with front end. So I was like, I'm, I'm going to take the lead on back end. Um, and it's been a huge struggle for me, but I think that I've been able to grow so much more in the same way. But I really want to backtrack a little bit and ask you more about like, how did you get here? So I know you worked at Instagram for five years. Where were you before that? What did you study? Like, how did you decide and figure out that you had an interest and passion for, I know you said iOS, mobile development, and then now product design as well as engineering. How did you decide like and figure out that was the integration and the path you wanted to go? Yeah, great question. So I went to college at Columbia. I studied computer science with a minor in East Asian studies, actually with a focus on Tibet. And throughout my college experience, being in New York especially, I'm sure you've been able to experience some similar things. You really get to have an opportunity to interact with the New York tech scene in a way that you might not in other cities. And it gave me a lot of exposure to the venture side of things, the fintech side of things, and also just seeing what other roles were out there. I wasn't really familiar with the tech industry before getting to college didn't really know what computer science was in the sense of like, what does that actually mean? I remember my mind being blown, realizing that like there were people behind the Google search screen actually building it. And I was like, that's so cool. But a big thing that's been driving me is being able to have the creative ability to take an idea that's in my head and make it something like visually real has always been something that I've followed. And part of why I focused in on iOS was because, you know, I am a very product-driven person and mission-driven person. I think it's great and I love learning about new technologies, but ultimately I will learn what 
ever is necessary to build the thing that I'm like excited to see exist. And so I think that's been a big guiding principle. Um, and of course I considered, I was like, oh, when I was graduating, do I want to do engineering? Do I want to do product management? I mean, I feel like there are a lot of people that go through similar questions. And for me, I think a big thing was, you know, where do I really want to invest my skill set right now? Where do I really want to feel like I am way more confident operating? And for me, that was engineering. And I really wanted to get that experience in, you know, a world-class company where I could learn from the best. That sounds awesome. Um, so I want to backdrop even further and ask, like, I know you said, yeah. like, when you came to college, you that was when you first learned about computer science was then how did you end up majoring in computer science? Okay, great question. So that was like a little bit of a gloss over. The first time I really heard about computer science was in my 10th grade math class. Mr. Walkenschau, best teacher ever, was teaching us about matrices at the time. And I remember him talking about a matrix on the board and was like, look, these matrices will represent a single pixel in a video game. And that concept really, really stuck in my head. And I was like, whoa, that's so cool. Also, people kept talking about like computer science. I didn't know the difference between computer science and computer engineering, which I learned, you know, computer engineering is like, how do you build the computer? Computer science is like, how do you make it run programs? That's at least the way I've rationalized it, but I didn't know the difference. And so I heard people talking about computer science and computer engineering and reading about it. And people were like, it's so hard. And I was like, how hard could it really be? Um, you know, I had like, you know, seen some HTML, like when I was like trying to build, I don't know, we built like this like personal website or something. We didn't really build it. We just like, you know, customize the background color. And I was like, how hard can it really be? You know, it's just syntax, right? Like (laughs) I had no clue what I was saying. So I think a lot of it was, you know, the challenge and this idea of people being like, oh, it's so hard. And I was like, okay, like anytime it feels like people are trying to gatekeep something, I'm like, okay, like, first of all, I want to know what's up with it. And second of all, I love blowing the gates open, you know, like I was like, (laughs) cool, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to make sure that as I do it, I want to make it as like transparent and hopefully more approachable for anyone else that decides to down the line. That's so funny. I love how you said as soon as someone tries to gatekeep something, that's when you're, that's when you're there. Um, I love that. I feel like I'm the same way. Um, I So I have two questions. One's a question that I'm just asking out of curiosity. Why the East Asian studies, um, like with a focus on Tibet? Like, can you just explain that? Because I feel like that's so interesting. Totally. So one of the reasons I went to Columbia was because, you know, in high school, I loved every subject. And I've always had a little bit of a fear of being pigeonholed into a single discipline or a single area. I've always had this fear of like, okay, if I'm an engineer, am I going to be, you know, shut out from any of these larger conversations or cut out from like talking to people with different interests and different disciplines? And so, you know, I chose Columbia because they have this core curriculum or if you're in the engineering school, like I was a modified core, but you take different classes across different departments. And one of the classes that I took was with this incredible professor. Um, And 
after taking just one class with him, I was like, okay, this professor is awesome. I took another class, and then I took another one, and then all of a sudden I realized I was very close to getting a minor, and then he was doing this class or seminar with a number of his PhD students, and part of what they were looking to do was figure out, like, hey, how can we help them better publicize their research or make it more engaging and help them have more visibility and I was like what if I taught them Python and help them build like you know a basic landing page for you know any of their content but also help them learn to run like really basic like queries like SQL stuff just that you know whenever they're tackling a database or they want to do some you know analysis on some set of information they have and that one was really fun but that was like because I really liked this professor and found a way to combine my interest in computer science with just really, and I also just became really interested in learning more about Tibet, but it was really about finding that professor. Uh, yeah, so it, I didn't I didn't necessarily set out to do it, but I think I've always enjoyed being curious, and I've found that if the person that's teaching something is really passionate about it, any topic can be fascinating. No, I think that's awesome. And I totally agree with that. Like as a computer science major, I've always been like so against learning anything to related to like medicine. I don't know why that was like the exact antagonist for me or the exact opposite, but I was like, there's no way I'm going to enjoy it. And then I took a neuroscience class because of the core curriculum at NYU. And it was my favorite class. Um, and I studied so oh much gosh. for that class just because I loved the professor. Like, she is incredible. Right. Um, and I totally understand that. But I think, like, finding a mentor in college, like, as you said, and finding just a professor just that really inspire you to care about topics that you might not have originally cared about, so important. Because I think, and I also think that's so cool that you were able to bring, like, Python and technology to your entire class. Like, that's so cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's good to hear. Um, so that's I know sure. that we're almost at time. So I just have one last question to ask you, which I wish I could ask so many more because you're so interesting. But would love to ask, first of all, like, what is Tech Setters? And second, like, any advice for anyone who's kind of um, on the younger side of things, like middle school or high school? Any advice? Feel free to shamelessly plug uh, Tech Setters in that as well. <laughs> No, I love I love that you combined those two questions because a huge reason that me and Jenny, my co-host of Tech Setters, started it was because we were interning in the Bay Area at tech companies and you know, we had gone to some talk and they were talking about leaders in tech and we googled leaders in tech and we could only find like, you know, the usual suspects of guys leading companies and we were like we know there are more people out there and so we started sending notes out to different people and we found these incredible leaders with really really inspiring stories and we just didn't see them online and you know at first we were like we're gonna like message every journalist and be like why don't you interview these people more and then we were like wait maybe we should just try to contribute something here and then you know best case scenario we have content that people love and they'll be able to learn about these other role models that they might be able to relate to and potentially people that haven't otherwise considered you know a path in technology or at least learning it and seeing how they can use it might be able to see themselves in some of the people that we highlight and in you know on the other side people see our podcast and they're like 
this is so lame. I'm going to do an even better job. And then they create their own podcast and have even more content. And then it just makes the world better. So we were like, okay, let's give it a shot. And one of the things that we love to do in each of our episodes is we ask each of our guests for a piece of actionable advice. We try to keep our episodes really tactical and try to understand like, how how did you actually get from point A to point B? Because, you know, in some of these big speeches by these huge leaders, they're like, and then I magically rose to the top. And you're like, that's fascinating. I love it. But, like, what can I do now? Yeah, totally um, agree. Right. Okay. So, but my piece of actionable advice, especially for people middle, high school, honestly, it doesn't matter what age. Asking mm-hmm. yourself, what would I do if I wasn't afraid? It's such a powerful question. And... What that can mean is, what would I do if I wasn't afraid to ask, you know, why why did I get this, like, math question wrong on this test? Like, why wasn't the answer correct, right? Or even just asking questions where it feels kind of vulnerable to put yourself out there and say, hey, I don't understand mm-hmm. something, to something like, why don't I try to build my own computer? Or, you know, why don't I try to learn how to skateboard um, or surf? It can be anything, but I just think having, you know, this outlook where you try to not let fear limit you and you approach the world with curiosity will take you further than anything else. I totally agree. Thank you so much for that advice. I think I needed to hear that. So I can imagine I hopefully our listeners are also receiving it as as gratefully as I am. Um, but thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. I feel like I've learned so much from this brief moment time talking to you. So I really appreciate it so much. And to all our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. You can check us out on all streaming platforms and catch you the next time we upload.